Hello and welcome to the Amanda Perry podcast, a weekly memo from my brain to yours. 20 minute brain slurp to listen to on your commute or run or while you're having a bath because honestly, who has an hour? Definitely not me. So the idea is a little bit from me and then a load from you. Every week I'll be asking for your questions on Instagram and I'll answer them on here giving you a little shout out along the way. Welcome back to episode 12 of the Amanda Perry podcast. I am beyond delighted today to have a guest. I know normally these are like solo shows and I only save my guest slots for absolute royalty. And that's exactly who I've got today. I've got an e-com royalty. Anyone who's followed me for a while will know exactly who this person is when I introduce him. But if any of you don't know Dean, he owns Hewlett & Co, which is the ultimate dad shoe brand. Dean, would you agree with that? Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I love that statement. The ultimate dad shoe brand. I've written, I've actually written here the ultimate dad show brand, which would be something completely different. Slightly strange, yeah. Yeah, slightly, slightly <laughs> odd. Thank you so much for um, agreeing to come on the podcast, Dean. As I say, you're your total like econ royalty. So I think it'll be a hopefully a really valuable conversation for people to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's great, and it's great to talk about the the story because it's certainly been a wild one. Yeah, it really has, hasn't it? So let's start at the beginning, which actually wasn't that long ago. I mean, you know, we could we, we won't go back to childhood, but the beginning of this kind of journey was was January of this year, wasn't it? When we started yeah. working together and we kind of first um, met. And you were doing at that point, the model of your business, Hewlett & Co, was you had a high street shop and you had, so the high street shop was was your, your sales, wasn't it? Like 99% of your sales, 90%. Absolutely. And you were doing, am I right in saying 1.2k a month online at that time? Yeah, like max, that would have been where we were at. That was a good month. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, and to, just to give everyone context of this, we first met because you were going to come to Soup as a client, weren't you? And when we were talking about fees and stuff, it was just, it was a real number crunching exercise, wasn't it? Of, do we take the risk? We know, we, we think that there's some legs in the brand, but do we take the risk in terms of investing this in our growth when we're only doing 1.2, uh, you know, grand, whatever? online a month it was like it was quite a big decision wasn't it absolutely I mean I think to be honest what my sort of mindset was at that time was I don't know if I've proven concept that like this could work online so mm. as much as the the store was okay and we were we was um making sales it's like can we do that online and with the fact we was only at 1.2 it was just can I sort of bridge the gap from jumping straight in and I think that's where the, the sort of conversation started yeah yeah totally yeah and 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 what a conversation so fast forward we'll go back and fill in the gaps but fast forward uh so that was like January February wasn't it so yeah. what uh eight 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 months now something like that it's yeah, eight months there, yeah. and and what did you do this month online <laughs> online um well our high is 155,000 <laughs> 
<laughs> can you like when you say that can and I'm not saying this um by the way everyone listening I'm not totally not saying this from a blowing smoke up my ass point of view or Dean's ass I think every day me and Dean talk every day and it's like a pinch you moment isn't it because the growth has been so phenomenal and you've taken such brave decisions I think we're both a bit like thank Christ that paid off aren't we absolutely like (laughs) I can't get that across enough it's like when I've just said that number I'm like tingling like is this real (laughs) yeah it's mad it's mad isn't it I'm just so it's been such a a, an honor to watch um okay so so 1.2k to 150k in like let's say seven months how does that feel how do you I always have this when you go through that fast growth spurt there's always a bit of that kind of um whiplash feeling isn't there Mm. where your body's in 150k months but your mind's still trying to kind of catch up a little bit is that how how does that that fast growth feel to you yeah that's such an accurate sort of um description because it's it's like you're playing catch up in your head as as much as you're taking action and you're doing everything you need to do to achieve that like mentally you're still like back in the shop (laughs) and like yeah and trying to sort of constantly catch up because it's almost like a never-ending level up um, system so it's a very strange feeling um but I think it's it's just something you you sort of go with the flow and just like make sure you make the right decisions and so I think support's massive and I think that's going to be a big key for anybody that's going through a growth period you've got to have whether that's in your business or externally but definitely within the like business space you've got to have that support network yeah definitely I think um I think you're probably playing it down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) like like there, yeah, it is a constant leveling up process. But you, I mean, you have you've worked for this. Yeah, there's been a lot, a lot of hours, like and just crunching and getting through. I mean, implementation. I mean, I think like in a in a short snapshot, took for we obviously like made the decision we was going to leave the shop, and then we did, and we so we left the shop, sold the shop, and got a new unit, and moved into a warehouse within about three weeks. I know, I remember. So let let's let's document the process for everyone because I want to come back to the you know you kind of glossing over the actual work that it's taken to get you there because you've you've really put the hours in. But mm. let's walk through. So we first spoke in January. You decided soup was a bit of a leap at that time, so you joined the Econ Growth Hub, didn't you? Absolutely. But I mean, you you didn't just join it. I remember, like, I think you'd been in there one weekend. You were like, right, finished. Like, what what's next? Oh my god, look at this! Like, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. You were implementing like an absolute beast. Yeah. Um, and and I think within was it within a month or two months you'd signed up to you'd kind of proven concept enough to have the. I remember having a call with you just saying. Are you asking me to tell you that you have to join soup? You were like, I need someone to make this decision for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, to be honest, that was actually, when I looked back, it was 22 days after joining the hub. I was like, Was it? Oh, we were on that call. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying to you, Okay, like, okay, you have to join soup now. And you were like, Okay, I'm going to do it. 
<laughs> that yeah, was the easiest the sales call I've ever done. <laughs> Brilliant. So 22 days. So hub, soup, um, and then and then what? Within a month, two months, Corona hit. Uh, yeah, it was just under two months, and um, and we yeah. got to the Corona stage. Yeah. And you, as with you know, along with ninety nine percent of the country, had um, thinking of a polite way to say this, really had had a slight wobble. Yeah, I think <laughs> um, that's a understatement. It was like yeah meltdown. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. As everyone did, I was trying to think of a, a non-rude um, way to put it. Not rude about you, non-swearing way to put it. Yeah. Um, and so we had a discussion about you um, pausing your ads at that time. Yeah. And on reflection, I think that was a real, it was a real like um, milestone in your business, wasn't it? Because you had some personal stuff happen. You were affected by Corona with some family stuff, weren't you? Absolutely. Um, yeah. Really sadly. Yeah. 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 It was awful. And then we had that chat and I think it would have been really easy actually for you at that point to just say, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. I want to, you know, cancel, get out of my contract. I don't, I, we can't carry on working together. This has happened. Sales are really unpredictable, but we had a call and it kind of went completely the other way, didn't it? Yeah, in half an hour, we did, we totally reinvented the, the business and um, it was like yeah. a new action plan and we were off. Yeah, and which is is easy to do, and I do that on a lot of calls. I have a lot of those conversations where I I'm the one that's kind of daring to dream, and it's up to you to come along or not. Um, within I think it was the following week, you messaged me saying, "Right, I've done it." So the the plan was like get out of the high street. You were being held to some strange terms by your landlord and stuff, weren't you? So yeah. there was there was a decision about do I take control of this business and and look at the data and run it with the products that I know are selling? Or do I carry on in this shop where, you know, the high street's kind of uncertain, that kind of thing. And, and so the decision from my point of view was, A, you mad for staying on the high street, get a warehouse, build up the business, what's really selling is footwear, let's forget the rest of the stock and just build out this econ brand, this huge econ brand that's got this basis, you've got the tenacity, you've got the implementation skills, like I really think we can do this. And you went off and after about a week you were like, right, handed in my notice, I found a unit, we're moving in two weeks. Yeah, that was exactly it. So what what do you think it is in you that makes you do that when I could have had a com- that exact conversation with someone else and they go, oh, I don't know, I need to think about it and I better talk to some people and I'm not quite sure it's a big decision. You know, what what do you think the difference is in, in you and someone who, who wouldn't have taken that action? That's that's a really good question, and to be honest, I don't know if I, can, <laughs> I don't know if I can point that down. To be honest, I've always been sort of I don't know, I suppose curious. It's like what could be, and yeah. it's one of them things that when you're delivered information in such a way, like you say, like this is what I believe we could do. 
And then you think, mm, yeah. And something sparks in me is like, yes. And to be honest, I've always wanted a business at scale. Like it's always been sort of one of them things that I've wanted to achieve. And I suppose it just mm. resonated with me. And it's like, okay, let's go on it and see what happens. So maybe curiosity is the real driver to uh, going forward and doing these things and taking these risks. Yeah. And imagine if you hadn't. I know it's a very it was a very strange to reflect obviously I knew I was coming on to, to this today and I was thinking to myself last night I was like do you know what we're looking back there's so many what ifs like there's so many pivotal yeah. moments to think like we could have gone a different way yeah it's incredible isn't it it's like those sliding door moments where you know you could have got off the call then I know you've got a business partner Mark you could have had that chat and he said no we're sticking with the shop it's what we know you know there's so yeah. many things that or if if you know uh, the situation had been different with corona or you just don't know do you it's um it's incredible to think of those moments so that's I think the the journey so that that kind of brings us up to when was that um April so yeah we've just come into April then haven't we because like corona had hit in March we we sort of towards the end of April I think we were at that stage and you move into this 2,000 square foot warehouse from your like 500 square foot um shop that had a small dispatch kind of floor underneath didn't it that's it um And and what was your what was your game plan? What was your I don't think even at that time we were talking about, you know, even 50k months, were we? I think we were looking at, okay, how can we grow this to be to kind of prove the concept, prove that it can just be a, a purely econ business. Yeah. What was your game plan going into that unit? What did you think? Yeah, what were your kind of success metrics when you went in there? To be honest, like, I suppose a lot of people would think, oh, we had like this in mind, that in mind, and it was nothing like that. Literally, my whole mindset was, can we stabilise to a point where we can sort of just have a living? At that time, there was so much uncertainty in the world, and to be in a position where you could support yourself, that was like the be-all and end-all. So yeah, that was the number one sort of game plan right there. It's like, okay, can we can we continue this concept to stabilize into an actual business that delivers consistency? Mm. And you did quite quickly. Yeah, that very. I think it very quickly became apparent that it was like, okay, like stability is one thing. Like we're already on the road to growth, whether you know it or not. Yeah, yeah, whether you're coming with us or not, we're on the road to growth. Business is making um, <laughs> Okay, yeah, amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. I, I, I just think it's such a great story. And I think one of the really important things with you to cover is how you grew. Like, footwear companies are notoriously difficult. I remember seeing um, a footwear company on Dragon's Den once and I think it was Theopophetus was like absolutely not footwear's a nightmare there's so much investment in stock for all the SKUs and then all the sizes and all the the variants and that kind of thing yeah. how how have you so you've grown in a really a really clever way haven't you that I don't know if you could have grown to this level without investment without this model Absolutely. So obviously, like our style um, of of buying requires that we've got like these um, suppliers. And what we do with them is almost like a drop shipping style model. 
So we're able to have access to their inventory levels and we're able to purchase in single SKUs. So that allows us to um, basically sell it and then we'll buy it. And because of our lead time on everything, we can still manage to purchase it, receive it, pack it, dispatch it, all within a three to five working day timeframe. So clever. It's so clever. It's like absolute genius, isn't it? It's the, I I really think that that is the key to you being, well, it is, it, there's no question, is there? It's the key to you being able to scale this. Because if you had to hold all of that in stock and your money was tied up in stock, we wouldn't have been able to invest what we have in, in ad spend, would we? No, absolutely. It would, it just been so sluggish. Hmm. It's amazing. I love it. Okay. And that kind of, so that's like April. So then you start stabilizing, then we start scaling. And I guess it would be really um, irresponsible of us to kind of just, just, you know, pat ourselves on the back and talk about all the amazing things that have happened without the downside to that, which there is, isn't there? Like growth is tough and there's a lot of hours worked and, even growth in terms of the model that you're using you can kind of cap out with that model can't you where it's it's actually not an effective um model for growth anymore yeah, absolutely Would that be accurate yeah yeah the it come everything has a ceiling and it's and um it's sort of understanding where do you level up next um mm. yeah so to, yeah, i totally get it there is some lows to it too and so what would you say the challenges have been for you when while you have been growing? I know we've worked quite a lot on mindset and um which which has helped, but what would some of the fundamental challenges be for you? I think to be honest, it's a case of uh, like mindset's number one. Like understanding, yeah. I mean it's been such a rapid um change like it's changing all the time and get and keeping up with that and then understanding that okay you are ready to hire a team and you do need support you know you can't keep working out the hours that you are doing that would that was been crucial to going up higher again um Mm. beyond that it's going to be it's going to be structure and processes um to be quite honest Mm. i think this is something that's so just dismissed and like without those elements like having an org chart understanding where you're going and when you need team and having the processes in the business um without those two things alone we wouldn't be here at this stage no I agree I was I was thinking about this last night ahead of the podcast thinking you know we were discussing this the other day so for everyone listening Dean and I have been discussing a lot how he can use his journey to help other people like so many people need the structure that he has now and there's I think there's a real need for um you know like consultancy on that and help with that and we were we were saying Dean weren't we that you know you get like these bro marketers who are like draped over their Ferraris and Lamborghinis they're like like what's up guys coming to your life from like LA and you're like they're like you know you too can do this you're like hi I'm Dean from Louth I'm gonna tell you the really boring stuff like none of this is sexy this is like boring boring process but if you do not have this you are not gonna make the money it's so true I, I get so bad <laughs> ads all the time and with the gold bits and the <laughs> <laughs> you're like give me asana and i'll be happy <laughs> exactly. Hello, asana and they're like i'm i'm done like it's good i'm done i love it i love it yeah and i think those 
processes and systems are such a I think um particular I guess you're you come at it from a slightly different angle you're like a trained accountant and stuff as well aren't you so you've kind of got all of those bits but a creative entrepreneur certainly the thought of having to to create these processes and systems and that kind of thing is just it's almost uh, me and Debbie have this conversation all the time I'll go I've had an idea and she'll go but what's the process I'm like do you have to take the fun out of it already like let, let me just sit with this idea for a while and have a bit of fun with it and so to me it is like sucking the fun out of something but without it and I think certainly one of the books that I know you um really rate and I do as well is the e-myth which mm-hmm. is and that's that's what it's all about isn't it building this business in a box and building out these systems and processes that you can scale your business with yeah absolutely I think it that's it just wouldn't happen without and like the, the e-myth really sort of articulated it in a way where it was like okay I get it now like everybody talks mm. about it but it's like that really sort of like puts it into perspective it's like if you don't do this you are going you're going to be your own bottleneck constantly totally and you're going to end up doing jobs in the business that you hate as well yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Obviously, I, I love I love the whole concept of the business, but customer service is one thing that gets draining as you grow because you yeah. find yourself writing these emails and it's just like, as much as you want to help everybody, you're just thinking, look, there's, there's so much more I could be doing. It's like, where are we going next and planning and everything. So you, you mm. will get tied into that stuff. Yeah, it's the classic working in and working on, isn't yeah. it? And I think certainly for for you, what you've been able to do is really build out the team so that you can spend more time working on the business, haven't you? Yeah, that most of my days now, I mean, obviously I, I'm still sort of in it, um, but most of my days is now like, okay, where are we going? How are we going to get there? What does that look like? Who's involved, et cetera? Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. I think people really have got so much to to learn from your journey and I talk about your journey quite a lot to people because it's just so it's just been so rapid and it's almost like um it's almost this perfect storm of you you having the skills that you have that mean you understand your numbers you understand marketing you under you have like that appetite for growth and you're in a similar position to me and I think you know, I've I've had this conversation when um Lucy Arnold, Lucy Lockett came on as well. Yeah. And there is an advantage <laughs> I'm saying advantage with like air quotes, but there is an advantage to having kids in that, you know, if I wanted to work twenty four seven on my business, I could. I'm not saying that's healthy or the best way to do it, but you know, I talk to I work with a lot of people who have kids and there there are other commitments aren't there there are other distractions so I I do feel like that you know is an advantage in our growth yeah it's been a massive player to think that like I don't have those commitments and so I have got this sort of capacity to just sort of really focus um yeah and like like you've said there you know it's not it's not it's not like recommended to spend 24 7 on your business but I don't think if I'd have if I hadn't put that focus on this um, for those few months that we've had the, this massive growth spurt, we wouldn't be here. So it's it's one of them things, you know, choice. 
Yeah, and I do think it. I think it's totally. I know it's possible to have it all. I know lots of people with kids who have you know really successful businesses, but I think it would be um, kind of glossing over it to not mention that fact in this really really fast growth and just how much time you have spent um, working on the business. So so January February of this year, one point two k. Um, September of this year, wasn't it? One hundred and fifty k. Yeah. What What's next, King Dean? What's next? Well, we are aiming for the two fifty. Like that's that's uh, where that's the next milestone on the on the board. That's what you think. I've got four hundred written down. <laughs> I, I know. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> this always happens. We'll land somewhere in between. so we're working towards 250 so what's the difference between uh 150 months and 250 months for you in terms of um obviously you know more ad spend but in terms of the operations of the business what's going to be the difference in in the those that 100k difference yeah so like this now obviously we're sort of in this transition period again to the next stage of the 250 and um it's about now increasing supply chain like we are sort of we are having issues with terms of inventory so we're having to look at different options there to increase our capacity of what we can get in and obviously internally as well team wise we're now realizing okay there's another position opening up so we're going to be looking at some sort of e-com manager to manage that side of things internally Brilliant. Um, and um, we've also realized that our process of new new releases is changing the appetite for freshness faster is becoming apparent in our customer base so that means we have to work faster and we're going to have to have better processes and more team. So Yeah, yeah, I love it. I think it's really important for people to know as well that without oversimplifying it, the difference between 150 and 250, obviously there's like, you know, operational differences, but it's, it's kind of deciding that, that that's what you want to achieve, isn't it? And then working backwards from that. So it starts with a decision, doesn't it, of I want to achieve 250, you know, attaching that to your your bigger vision and purpose and, and your why. Like, you know, you have to feel motivated to achieve that if it's just a number plucked out of thin air. Um, but linking all those things together and and then it really is a decision of like naming the number and then working back from there, okay, 250. And actually, we've we've got a much bigger plan than that, haven't we? But the next milestone is 250. And how, what does the business need to look like to support 250 as opposed to 150? Yeah, <laughs> that's another good question. Um, yeah. No, that was, a, sorry, that was a rhetorical question. You don't need to answer that because that is a massive question. But, yeah. but that, the decision, the decision it's, it starts with the decision, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and work work back from there. It's totally right. Work back from that in terms of, you know, if to do another hundred K in sales a month, how many like how many more sales do we need to do? Do we think we can do that in existing stars or we do, do we need to add them in? Yeah. You know, and it's all those things, isn't it, that that are gonna help us help us get there. Yeah, bigger picture. Again, you're looking higher down rather than sort of in there in the amongst it. You're looking again, aren't you, um, from a top yeah. view? And and also like going back to those systems that you have in place. 
I mean, your um, dispatch system and the, the the systems and software and processes that you have around that actually means that you don't have to keep adding people in, do you? It's you've got quite um, you you're nowhere near capacity in terms of people in terms of packing and fulfilling are you not at all no I mean like we, we sort of went down the route of going down the software rather than more hands on deck with sort of like maybe free software we we decided to invest in software we've had the so this controls everything in the warehouse from where something's placed to how it's picked and how fast it takes to get out so like our capacity is like on one person 100 parcels an hour that can be dispatched so let's just let's just I think that that's worth repeating because I think some people will have like fallen off the chair but so one person can pack a hundred a hundred items an hour which means so so through the day say on average like 700 parcels per person per person that's insane and that's like picking packing shipping like you know putting it in the right station yeah you see like literally everything so down to what trolley will like so there's there's so many rules set up so it's like it will leave the we've got color-coded trolleys so it literally tells you where to pick it how to pack it the label automatically comes out based on the delivery person's um preferences that they've decided and then it's color-coded to the trolley for then the courier to come and collect later literally everything is processed i i i'm equally in love with it and terrified of it at the same time (laughs) i'm absolutely in awe in awe of you i think it's um it's just incredible how you've done it what this is kind of putting you on the spot i should have um asked you to think about this but what are your top say top three tips to people who are looking to not even necessarily model the growth that you've modeled that you've seen over the last you know six to eight months but who are looking to grow the business and do want to start systemizing it so that they can you know hit those 10k months or 50k months or whatever it is that they're they're working towards so I think like the first one has to be processes you have to understand that like anybody should be able to walk into your business, pick up a folder and do it. So, and mm. this leads to the second one, but the, so on processes, it's just understanding how you generate consistency and efficient results every time. And so it's something that's like really overlooked because they get distracted and stuff like that. So number one processes, number two would be customer experience. And this, this is followed by the first. So, with the consistency of your processes you can dictate how the customer feels their postal experience their customer service experience every touch point they have with you as a business and that's what will also bring them back again if they had a positive experience they're going to come back because it was great yeah and the third one would be mindset i think it's really important to understand like what do you want to achieve? What does that look like? And ha- what steps you need to take mentally? Because sometimes making the decision to work on the business and not in it can actually be bigger than what it sounds like. And some people, it takes a bit of time to adjust to that. Yeah, completely. And to, yeah, and the, there's all the like imposter syndrome and comparison and all that wrapped up in that, isn't it? It's really Absolutely. important to kind of check in with yourself. Thank you for that, Dean. What a what a, a fun exploration of your crazy journey over the last few months. I just really want to take 
this opportunity to to say thank you to you really in public for allowing me to be part of it and to to support you and witness you through what's just been absolutely incredible and it's been as I said earlier I think just a real perfect storm of of skill sets coming together and um, everyone kind of being able to keep up with each other which doesn't really happen that often so I just really want to thank you for for allowing me to be part of that. You're more than welcome. I mean, I think to be honest, like um, it works both ways. It, I mean, it, this has been a, a true partnership in terms of getting through the uh, the marketing, the coaching, everything has, has, has pulled together to bring us to here today. It's, it's not just about the implementation. It's about your support and you've been part of that too. So. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a fun ride, has hasn't it? For definite. Um, I guess one last thing I'd just like to cover before I let you go back and go back to your dad's shoes. When I I shared a really lovely testimonial that you sent me a while ago on Instagram, and um, it was at that point those heady days when we were only doing a hundred k. Um, it was about hitting a hundred k months, and the amount of messages I got afterwards that were almost like a like a like filling out an order like yeah I want that please can I have that I want to work with you I want that I want that what do you think I know we touched on this before but I kind of I wrote a blog piece about it I wrote a few pieces actually about it doesn't just you can't just decide that you want 100k months and it happens you have to have all of the the pieces of the jigsaw in place um have you got anything to like say on that I know it's we we're kind of laughing about it but for anyone who is like no I do actually want that how do they I know you've given given your tips but how do they how do they get that how do they kind of order that I think to be honest this comes down to your offer and understanding about like where you sit because if it's like for us, obviously we started out with a whole range of, of menswear and we, you know, we sort of mm. distilled that down to the product that the customer wanted. And I think it's just about not being married to your product as well, like understanding that e-com is a broader spectrum and it's just part of it. So I suppose in a nutshell, it's about understanding the e-com model and how that works. Yeah to get you um to those hundred grand months yeah I would agree I would agree about the offer as well I think so many times I speak to people that are really like wedded to their product and when you look in their account like ad account or whatever it's really clear that they they like the product much more than anyone else does or the kind of positioning of the product or the price or whatever it is there's something that's amiss but rather than facing up to that people will often just just say oh my ads don't work you think well there's a fundamental truth here that ads do work like you know there's there's a few really good examples of lots of really good examples of times they have worked something that you're putting into the ads isn't working or something around your ads isn't working so Dean thank you so much I know that you are very um generous in like sharing your journey and sharing value on Instagram is that the best place for people to find you if they want to to hit you up and find out more about you yeah absolutely so it's at ecomdeem on insta i'm often on there posting various different things and my story of how it's growing and where we're going will be documented on there and you're also always asking questions and and helping people and stuff so it's um 
is really brilliant to see you kind of taking the lessons that you've learned from what's still quite like a new journey isn't it you're still kind of in the in the weeds of it all and also helping others it's a real testament to your character so I'll I'll um post it in the show notes as well at it's at ecom dean if anyone wants to follow dean thank you so much for taking time out what does the rest of your day look like today so today I'm going back to my asana shortly and um, today is all about planning, believe it or not. Thursday is planning day, so I, would, I don't do anything stuff. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out today. I know how busy you are. I really appreciate it. It's lovely to um, chat to you. It's quite strange to talk to you and not swear or anything, so it's, it's quite nice knowing that we have to be a bit disciplined. Yeah, we're profesh when we need to be. We're very profesh. Dean, thank you so much. Have a brilliant day. I'll speak to you soon. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much, Dean, for joining me today. It's always such a joy to talk to him and geek out on systems and processes and, of course, ads. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the session as much as I did. Please do go and follow Dean. He's really generous with his um, knowledge and time on Instagram at ecomdean. I'm going to add it to the show notes as well. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do remember to subscribe. And if you really enjoyed it, please would you leave a review? That would really, really help me out. I've seen some lovely ones left recently and it gives me such a buzz. Thank you for doing that. Also, really helps us get found in the charts. Remember to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and I will speak to you again next week. Okay.